Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 127 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we had another fantastic weekend with some ups and downs and no 4-0 teams once again making it to the June joust here as I guess for being undefeated is cursed um, as the Hangzhou Spark, LA Gladiators, and San Francisco Shock all 4-0 and they all missed out. Um, but I, I mean, I'd, I'd say the curse is especially coming out of Hangzhou there because they definitely should have beat New York and made it, um, but they didn't, uh, especially when they were at home at a homestand playing. So that's rough. Um, but yeah, enjoyable weekend overall. We got some plans. Not that enjoyable of a weekend for me as a Boston Uprising employee, but oh yeah, <laughs> but still enjoyable uh, as an Overwatch League fan. So yeah, I think when we uh, left off the show uh, last week, one of the last things we said, you know, we said we'll do a show next week, um, but not if Boston wins because I'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> And 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 here we are. Nowhere close to Hawaii, I'll tell you what, Joe. Um, and that was mainly from, you know, it kind of solidified itself last week in NA, that, that like, divish comp with Moira, um, sort of taking over Moira, Reaper, all those. And, and when Boston played week one, they could play double shield, which really was their thing. Um, I guess we'll just lead it off here by talking about Boston. It really was their thing, the double shield, the Sigma, Rissa. That's what they were really looking good at. Um, they came out this week. That wasn't the meta anymore. No one is playing Sigma anymore. No double shield at all. It's just all all this all this Reaper Moira stuff. And I think Myonbong, you don't benefit when he's not on Zenyatta or Ana. He's good at Moira. Yeah. He just carries on those other heroes. Um so yeah, it was definitely a rough weekend for Boston. It, it was especially rough when they lost to Paris 3-2, a game that I think they definitely should have won. Lots of mistakes there, um, overextending, and then losing to Gladiators in Atlanta. I think you could expect to lose those uh, if you're Boston any day, honestly. Those are two really tough teams. Um, and taking a map off Gladiators, pretty big. They should have taken a map off Atlanta as well, so... Um, yeah, rough weekend as an uprising fan. What do you think about? Um, why, why do you think? What do you think their downfall was here this weekend? Yeah, I think that makes good sense. That um, barometer, that very uh, very first match of the weekend, uh, Boston versus Paris, when we set that out to be sort of a barometer for what um, Boston was going to look like this week. And yeah, uh, having the time off, um, things have definitely evolved since their wins against Toronto and Washington. Um, um. It, it, yeah. It's whether whether they're able to to step up and and catch that. Um. And I mean, it was a super close series as far as that goes. Obviously, going um all the way to three to two. We had actually several of those this week, uh, where we haven't recently. But um, but but yeah, definitely disappointing. I had um you know I, I considered Boston even um going into the week uh, a slight favorite against LA, uh, but of course um. Uh, like I said, that, that that Paris match was um, the way I was going to measure that, and uh, wasn't looking great um, after that point. Oh yeah, I mean Boston just looked uncomfortable on what they were playing this week, and once you lose to Paris, a game you should have won, 
and you have to like you're already kind of boomed and then you're like okay now we have to face the la gladiators a team that in scrims beats us all the time we lost to them already this year um it's a scary team for us it's just gonna be so hard i mean they even came out 1-0 at the beginning of the game and i was like oh are we getting a different uprising here today um and then no it was apparently the gladiators just hadn't turned on their monitors yet because uh, they absolutely stopped the next three maps basically um and then yeah against atlanta atlanta's just according to the my players in scrims atlanta has been the toughest opponent for us so far alongside the shocks so yeah it was just gonna be a a little bit of a rough weekend especially after the paris loss but besides boston of course we had um another team that played week one and looked awful and then looked completely different the washington justice joe um and I, i it's not as simple as oh just put in decay but it almost feels like <laughs> that's the reason why um, they did so much better this week. 3-0-ing Florida and then taking the San Francisco Shock to five maps. This definitely was not the justice we saw the week before. Uh, they lost to Boston and Paris. They still fall 1-3 this June joust. But man, do you think they should just never take Decay out again, Joe? <laughs> I mean that'll that would certainly appease the uh, appease the masses, I think, um, and it it would appease uh, IBM Watson for that matter, who has him back up in, I think number eleven in the individual player power rankings, um, uh, most recently. But yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely you know night and day Washington um, from week one to week three. You know it, maybe they um, again had had this second week of the June Joust off. Um, clearly that was helpful for him uh, as we, you know, both anticipated that it would be and, um, the, you know, you called out it was going to need to be for this team um, if they wanted to find any kind of success. Um, uh, and, and yeah, not quite enough, but I mean, if you're, you know, you're looking at San Francisco Shock, um, a super excellent team that um, that did really well even in these play-ins, uh, obviously despite the loss to Atlanta. Um yeah, definitely, definitely some redemption, I think. Um, and yeah, the, certainly, uh, certainly, absolutely, it starts with um, uh, with bringing decay in. I think once we get back to uh, to a non uh, hero band meta, I think that that'll probably help them as well. Because um, again, it'll be similar to what we were looking at in um, in May. Yeah, as far as that goes. Yeah, definitely, not too many changes in. Uh, balance. I think there've been maybe two or three patches since then, since that meta. So, it hasn't been too many changes. I would ex- there hasn't been changes to, for example, a hero who was dominant in May Melee Tracer. Um, no changes to her. So, uh, maybe maybe the other heroes can affect how good Tracer is. But I would expect Tracer to be there. Stuff like that. I think Decay on Tracer was great. So, uh, Washington definitely gonna enjoy that. Let's. Let's move in NA to more of these contenders team or contending teams. You know, Washington obviously didn't make the plans. Boston did, but immediately got swept. I mean, you got the Dallas Fuel who just ran their way through here, Joe, um, making the Outlaws look silly, like they didn't belong in the plans, which I think they did. I think the Dallas Fuel is just ridiculous, and then uh, being the Gladiators as well. Um, 3-1. That one was definitely a little bit closer than Houston. Gladiators were printing up a bit of a fight, but in the end, Fuel come out on top. They go to Hawaii for the second time, which 
makes me sad. Um, I wish more teams would get to experience Hawaii, but it's fine. The fuel deserve it. They're insane. What makes this team so dang good this year, Joe? Yeah, and and in a lot of ways, it seems like playoff fuel too, because <laughs> then it's not, um, and it's not that the team's been bad this month because they definitely haven't. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's something about um, you know flipping the switch, whatever you want to call it, that they've just really got into uh, what they needed to get into for this uh, for these playoffs or for these you know this play in tournament. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, because they've been good, and at the same time, we've seen um, this month in particular uh, more of the kind of weaknesses that this team has as well. Uh, when they lost to the Shock, uh, I can think of in particular um, in week two of, of this June tournament. Um, uh, you, you, you know, we get to see some of the some of the strategies that you can take for a team that's still playing relatively limited in terms of the the resources and you know compositions and whatever that they're comfortable playing. Um, but it, you know the question becomes um, that you've got to be prepared to. Um, you, you, you have to not only have a strategy to take this team down, but also successfully execute it. Um, and and when when Dallas is as good as they are as what they do, it's it's hard to hard to make that distinction a reality for sure. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Playoff Dallas, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll see more of it. It's it's hard to <laughs> hard to pick against them. I did <laughs> in uh, um in this June Joust bracket. And I was telling you before we started recording the show, um, <laughs> I may regret it already. Um, uh, and it's spoilers, I guess, for as we're talking later in the show about our, our tournament brackets. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite something to see um, the way Dallas is able to handle this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm very interested. I would be very interested to see if Dallas were on the other side of the bracket, if they were switched with the uprising, like what if they would have made it through? Because I think maybe Atlanta Shock were the other two toughest in this tournament. Um, I think maybe they got Gladiators Outlaws, which probably were the easier, definitely the easier side of the bracket. So I, I mean, we'll obviously hopefully get to see Atlanta face Dallas at some point because I think that'd be a really good match. Um, but yeah, I, besides that, I, I really do wonder if they would be able to beat shock, um, after they lost to him already in this June joust and stuff like that. So, but at the same time, gotta give them credit where credit's due. They're amazing. And that's why fearless is, um, my MVP this week. Again, I just think he is the best player in overwatch league right now. He hard carries. Um, I think. Someone on the Uprising, Mineral on the Uprising staff, was asking everyone a great question um, on Sunday. He was saying, if there, if there, if the Overwatch League was like wiped out, um, and ever like every team was reset, sort of, and you were you had the number one overall picked in the in the Owl draft, um, who would you pick? And a good amount of people said Fearless, and I think I agree with that. I think. I think I would take Fearless. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot, Joe, but do you have an answer to that amazing question? If, if, if I had to draft one player in the league, ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. It would. I think it would definitely be a tank player. Um, 
Um, that that much is 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 I think fair. Yeah, fearless. Um, is definitely up there. I think Hanbin would also be up there. Uh, you know, just to pick his <laughs> his uh, uh tank companion there. Um. Uh, if if it wasn't a tank player, somebody like Violet, maybe. Um. I don't know. I guess those those are three names. I guess yeah. just off the very top of my head. Those but, are good choices. Uh, yeah. One of our one of our our managers said he would pick Gushway and then sell them sell him to the to a <laughs> Chinese team because he's the most popular player in the Chinese market apparently. There you so go. he could get a lot of money for that, um, and then just build a team with that money. Um, but yeah, I think that's a super interesting question. Uh, anyways, let's talk about. The Atlanta Reign on the other side of the bracket who swept their way through as well um, against Boston Uprising and then more impressively against the San Francisco Shock. And a lot of people are very surprised by this. I am not surprised by it because I am surrounded by these Uprising players that constantly talk in my ear about how good the Reign are in scrims. And it's so annoying because it, because <laughs> no one, I mean, the public, they only get to see the Atlanta Reign in these matches and they beat mid-tier teams. They beat lower teams. They just never have success against those top teams. They don't look like one of the top teams and they finally beat one of the top teams. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Reign, because it did make the uprising look a little bit better, um, but they lost at least to the team making it to Hawaii. But at the same time, I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad the Rain are finally finding success that they found in practice, I guess, um, and brought it here to to the real stage. And now they get to go, to go to Hawaii, and I don't really know if they've ever made a top four before in their team history and stuff. So this is just new territory for this Rain team. Obviously, they've upset the Shock before in their first season, back in season two, pretty bigly. But I, and I don't know how much of an upset this is, like... They just looked like a much better team than the Shock here. Um, what do you have to say about the rain? I guess this weekend. Yeah, so I guess it depends on how you define the upset. <laughs> um, the, the, the yeah, looking 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 better than um, looking like a better team. Absolutely, I think that's definitely fair to say. Um, that yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I don't think um, I should say. I think you're right that this is uh, one of the most like tournament successful type things that this team has had. Um, um, and we've seen flashes of what this team is able to do. Um, and I can't think of specifically when, I don't know if it was earlier in June or even in the, the main melee tournament. Um, th there were, there was a week or so in there that, um, um, that, that Hawk was getting lots of praise for the diva for sure. Um, and the people I think were paying a little bit more attention to Atlanta. Um, and again, I could go back and try to see what, uh, you know, match history that was, but, um, um, but it's like flashes of that team that, we, that then we were able to see, um, and, and to see with lots of success, obviously this past week. Uh, and that's, that's really exciting that, yeah, I think, um, they definitely look really good. I think if you weren't um, paying attention to to what uh, Atlanta was able to do with with um, the, this kind of synergy, and I think that they do benefit a lot from a very cohesive um, um, play style that that the meta is is sort of leaning into. Um, 
but yeah, and and my my other highlight for this team obviously is going to be um, uh, the Echo from Pelican, <laughs> uh, which which has earned him my MVP designation this week, because um, because it's just nuts <laughs> and um, uh, the, the things he's able to do with that and the ways he's able to um, I couldn't tell you the the name of the caster it may have been Brent I think uh, commenting you know when he's using his duplicates you, you know you can you can see that he's put in effort uh, on non-Echo heroes for the purpose of playing Echo. Um, uh, just because of the, the success and the efficiency uh, with which he's able to use these, those kinds of ultimates and whatever, it's um, it's just really good. Um, and like I said, MVP worthy. Uh, and hopefully we get to see a lot more of that here uh, from him over the next um, the, this tournament cycle. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sad Echo's going to be gone. I do enjoy some good Echo play. Um, and the 1,000 nerf this is I hear all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pelican's fantastic. Before we move on to Asia here, I want to talk about the Shock because this is the second tournament cycle in a row. They haven't made Hawaii. And I think a lot of people are like, okay, is this just not the year for the Shock? Um but my resp- I'm just going to respond to it real quickly and say, as long as I see right now that they are second in the West standings and they are fine, they're seven and one, and they're going to make playoffs, I'm fairly confident that the San Francisco Shock can easily win this entire league again. Um, the end of the year, the Shock just know how to turn up. Krusty just knows how to outcoach everybody. Um, definitely don't count the Shock out yet. No one should. Um, this Atlanta Rain team's good. It was a tough matchup, but that is the only time this entire month the Shock have looked awful, in my opinion. They were able to, I mean, obviously the Justice gave them a little bit of a tough matchup, but they were able to pull it out in the end. They had a good June joust. They looked really good. Um, just in the end, facing a tough Atlanta team, you know, it's hard. What are your thoughts on the shock, Joe? Do you think do you think this is just the ma- the playoff magic's over, or are you with me on this one? Uh, yeah, I th- I'm more or less with you. I think. I mean, you know, we've seen we've definitely seen worse, um, um, worse, you know, comebacks and whatever from the shock. But yeah, but yeah, to say, um, you know, it's not even they're not even really in a position where you call it a comeback at this point. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> you know, it's, um. Not great, but definitely not um, not not a bad look from where they're sitting. And it's uh, a, a testament, I think, after you win two seasons in a row, to uh, come back for the third season. It's a testament to um, the the quality of the league right now. I think um, that uh, <laughs> that they're able to have. Um, such good competition you know we went into the preseason you know and that was the story um that this this league is just drastically different from where we finished last season um in terms of you know the competition level and everything uh i think it's definitely true and yeah that um uh san francisco talking you know they can be an example of that um uh, it's it's probably good overall that they that they uh, don't have the the freedom to stomp like they have in the past yeah, it's definitely good. As a viewer, I, I very much enjoy the shock not being like on top and like the most obvious choice to win every time. 
it's very nice to get some variants. I'll tell you that. But I just know at the end of the year, the shock are going to be a uh, force to be reckoned with still. Um, let's head over to Asia where we actually got our first homestand of the year in Hangzhou. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. We got to see a crowd again for the first time. Players high-fiving fans. I mean, wow. It, it was electric. The The crowd was electric. They, get, they got to see Hangzhou uh, win two games, a very easy one against the Valiant, and then one against the Chengdu Hunters and look really good and look like they should be heading to the Junjoust, and then they end up losing, of course, to New York. Um, which Small details. Yeah, small details. We'll just... The Hangzhou fans, they're not going to remember that part of the weekend, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll talk about that later, but um, as far as other surprises go, one big surprise is, hey, EQO's back, and he looks good. And the Philly Fusion, now that EQO is back, they look good again. They 3-0 Guangzhou, and then they 3-1 the LA Valiant Joe. But we could be talking about a very different story here if they would have 3-0'd the Valiant instead of 3-1'd them, because they would have been playing the Hangzhou Spark and not the New York Excelsior uh, in that qualifier. I mean... As a Philly fan, it's got to sting a little bit, right, Joe? Yeah, that's I, out of out of all the teams to to squander here, playoff hopes to um, <laughs> certainly the twenty certainly the twenty twenty LA Valiant was not um, anybody's first choice, uh, <laughs> or twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty is over. Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty twenty LA Valiant. I mean, you, you can you can lose to them. That's fine, <laughs> or you, you you can drop a map to them. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that was rough. And obviously, um, um, sent New York to the play-ins, um, and now all the way to um, to the to whatever this tournament is called, the June Joust. Um, in fact, they uh, tweeted after uh, I think they're after their last play-in match. Um, the New York account, uh, t- Twitter account, tweeted like, uh, you know, we're gonna de- dedicate this win to the Philadelphia <laughs> Fusion, or no, to, or, no, no, to the LA Valiant. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> uh, which I thought was funny, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely not uh, not a fun time for Philly fans, but um, but but yeah, it's it's definitely good news uh, to to have Eco back, yeah, to see him back uh, in the rotation. Um, and it's jumping a little bit ahead in our, our breakdown, but uh, looks like uh, Funny Astro is back in Korea. Looks like Poco's back in Korea, um, and the uh, Summer Showdown may be a very different beast uh, from what we've been used to seeing out of Philly. Yeah, I'm super excited to see Philly full strength um, and getting like getting out of overall this first half of the season without full strength with only two losses overall. That's great, you know. Um, this Philly Fusion team full strength is scary. I, I'm excited to see him again. Um, but overall, yeah, sad for the Philly Fusion there. Um, but, I, I mean, let's talk Spark Excelsior. I mean, they just... The Spark... I gotta be honest, I, it feels like the Spark kind of threw this game to me, re-watching it. I, I don't know. They just seemed like they were running weird comps. They just weren't... They didn't look like how they did in those two other games they played this weekend against Chengdu and the LA Valiant. They were trying out new strategy. Like they were treating this like it was time to experiment or something or, and play some weird comps in certain areas. And it's like, what are you, 
this is you need to win this game um and then they ended up losing to the new york excelsior and no i i mean i i want to give credit to the new york excelsior because they did look good i think long boom especially is looking good i mean they've, they've got some good rookies here that are good young players um and they took advantage of Hangzhou when Hangzhou was kind of messing around, honestly. So, good win for New York. Very bad loss for Hangzhou, though, in my opinion. I mean, they needed, they should have won this, especially after such a dominant June joust where everyone was like, "Okay, now Hangzhou, they're they're getting they're getting higher in these rankings, higher in our power rankings. We, they could be a legitimate contender in Asia now." And then they just fall flat here. It's just sad. I. Yeah, I definitely am more excited about this weekend if Hangzhou is one of those four teams instead of New York. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not what you want to do with your your homestand opportunity. Um, uh, which, which, yeah, again, we talked about the the homestands. It's super good that they had it. I'm, I'm really glad um, uh, they were able to have the experience. You know, they talked about. Uh, I think, if I remember right, the the Hangzhou homestand was. Um, gonna be like the next one um, when they started canceling them all. Um, so there's gonna be one like a year ago, um, but they never got the chance. But yeah, this match against New York um, definitely not looking great. And um, and I don't know, um, uh, you know, as a result, I don't know how New York is gonna look in this tournament either. Um, cause, cause yeah, I don't know that, <laughs> that this was the team that, that they expected to be sending. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you with lots of, lots that you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You'll take it if you're a New York fan, but now you've got to face like Atlanta, Dallas, Shanghai. Like these are teams you're struggling against Shanghai all year. These are teams you're not going to win against New York. I'm sorry. Um, but stinks. I definitely think Hangzhou would have had a better chance against him. Um, but yeah, I mean, props to New York. They were able to grab the win anyways. Um, on the other side, uh, Shanghai, of course, made it again, winning 3-0 over Seoul. And I mean, just a bunch of the expected here. I, I feel like Seoul uh, able to still perform well in the June Joust, but fall flat to Shanghai again. And um, yeah, it just seems like they Seoul just... They're still good. They're just not really breaking through to that top two or best in Asia, sort of. Um, hopefully they get there eventually. I mean, they, Profit, of course, seems to turn up once it gets later in the year. That's when he really likes to start to get good. Yeah, yeah Shanghai is um, still looking good. Also, I just wanted to take a second to highlight how amazing that um, uh, match was this week between the Seoul Dynasty and the Shanghai Dragons. Um, that was the map. Uh, surely you've seen it on social media if you followed Overwatch League social media at all this week. Um, that was the map uh, where Lee Jagon got like ten environmental kills um, in one map, which also happens to beat the Overwatch League match record of um, environmental kills. Um, uh, they got it all on one map on Lee Jagon Tower against the Soul Dynasty. It was insane. Um, Soul. Um, didn't uh, score a single point or no that's not true they got one point but they did they didn't pick up a map um all the rest of the series uh, i think they were just boomed right out of the gate but uh that was insane stuff and if not for pelican uh <laughs> legion gone definitely would have gotten that mvp not for me this week um uh, that's definitely my match uh, that i'd recommend you go back and rewatch if you can 
Yeah. Uh, other notable stuff about Soul. Apparently, this week, um, uh, I didn't catch it, but it is in the the Grav Bag article for this week. Um, uh, th- that yeah, really, this week was uh, Gesture hit uh, ten thousand final blows or ten thousand eliminations as well, uh, joining Carpe and Profit hmm. um, in that mark. So that's kind of yeah, cool. that's really cool. Um. Um, yeah, and 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 two other really good wins for Seoul too that that ended yeah. up qualifying him for the tournament um, this past week against Guangzhou and Chengdu. But yeah, um, yeah, not quite enough. And um, again, if if we're slipping back into a uh, a more May melee like, um, it's hard to say. I had to slow down and make sure I got that out. A more May melee like meta um, uh, in the summer shadow tournament. I, I feel like. Um, that it's not necessarily going to be working um, uh, in Soul's advantage, and so uh, it, it's um, it, in that sense a shame they, they weren't able to get more done. But I think um, definitely not a bad month for them. Yeah, I definitely think they looked a bit better in June Joust than May Melee, but overall they looked pretty good in both. I mean, they're six and two; they're technically second right now in the overall East standings. If it's just regular season, so they're definitely still in great shape. They just need to be. Like, especially in playoffs and all these, they're going to need to be able to beat Shanghai, a full-strength Philly, teams like this, so uh, which they just haven't been able to do really so far. Um, but yeah, that gave us our four NYXL, Atlanta, Dallas, Shanghai Dragons. Um, an exciting four for sure. Uh, it's going to be interesting, especially I think New York, Atlanta is the most interesting part. Those are the two new faces in the tournament this year, or this uh, tournament cycle dallas and shanghai returning of course um and you know this new york team very young a lot of rookies not too much experience and the atlanta rain they got some rookies too but they also just overall their even their veteran players don't have much experience in moments like these and being in the top four um so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see overall i think it, it should be a good another good weekend but we're going to preview it later, so might as well save it for them. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. Um, but let's head into the news. Um, so, w- of course, we're bringing back our right after we press stop segment because we have been duped <laughs> once again. I mean, last week we talked about Paris dropping Elevote. Um, and then right after we stopped <laughs> recording... Uh, they picked someone up. They signed uh, Vestola. We got to see him this weekend. He was able to help them get a win. I, I mean, winning in your first game ever in the Overwatch League is great. Um, against Boston Uprising, uh, they weren't able. They I think they took a map off Gladiators, but ended up losing. Yeah, just the one. But yeah, not only a win, but a win that um, uh, at least <laughs> uh, such noted commentators as the on the flank. Um, people uh we're, we're uh, not expecting you to get so yeah definitely a good start for him as far as that goes oh yeah i mean you just expect you know and brand new off tank who probably has practiced with the team for like three or four days at that point it's not happening but this paris eternal team is surprising us and i'd like that i definitely like that they're competitive they're um getting wins and almost even making the junjas qualifiers in the end uh just needed to have a better game against gladiators which they ended up not so um looks like a good signing so far excited for them 
Um, Diem retired from the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, very sad. Uh, it, it's also just sad to me overall because I feel like if he were on another team, he would be seeing consistent playtime. But um, he's got Fleta and Lip in front of him. Like, when is he ever going to play? Um, so, yeah, it, it's sad that we, we unfortunately got to see Diem go. I uh, wish I could see one. I really... Wish I could see one more Carpe Diem matchup. Oh yeah. Well, and in fact, um, the yeah, because they they could have set that up for the uh, uh, Widowmaker one v one coming up for this for this um, uh, right right before the June Joust. But yeah, um, Shanghai had a really nice um, sort of set of uh, tribute posts uh, for him on their uh, their social media that, that was super appropriate. Yeah, definitely. He deserves it. He's a great player. Um, sad that sad that he has to go. Um, as Joe mentioned earlier, a funny Astro and Poco um, being teased to be back in Korea. And I'm guessing that means they're definitely going to be ready for that summer showdown because uh, they'll have enough time to quarantine before then. Um, and then another arrival, Kepster, finally making it to the U.S., who um, I believe the Gladiators didn't really play too much. Uh, this past weekend so if that was just because he was on ping or maybe traveling or quarantining or what who knows but he will be available for them in person now and hopefully we will get a face reveal um soon Uh, i i would love it they'll probably do it on broadcast on the face cams or something like that oh i'm sure yeah they'll they'll make a whole thing of it (laughs) definitely (laughs) they have to um but yeah uh, what's next on the? We got a new live patch, the same as the experimental that Joe talked about last week, right? No, nothing. No other changes they snuck in on us. Uh, uh yeah, two differences oh, actually okay, from the experimental patch. Um, uh, the first one. Uh, so, so again, changes um to Baptiste and McCree and Reaper and Zarya. Um, uh, but also included a tweak to Echo. Uh, she got a nerf to her ultimate cost. Uh, has been now increased by fifty percent. Um, and Moira as well. Her ultimate cost increased by 17%. Um, I don't know where they got that number. It seems very specific, but presumably they had a goal for it. Um, the, yeah, so those were the the uh, changes that were not in the experimental card that are now live. Um, all the rest came straight from the most recent experimental card. Nice. Um, and I sent you a tweet from Jake. I agree with what Jake has to say about the echo change. Um, and I think both the Echo and Moira changes like were just tacked on because of what was happening in Owl, to be honest, um, which I think is unfair because they're based off of a meta where there are four heroes that are banned, um, which is not that doesn't exist in Overwatch if you just log on right now and play. Um, so I think it really sucks that they nerfed Echo, who before in the main melee was seeing almost no play uh so they just nerfed a hero that will probably definitely not see any play in the summer showdown which is sad um and probably wouldn't have already but certainly not at this point exactly um but the moira change probably deserved (laughs) like just watch just watching (laughs) these matches and seeing how fast moira gets her alts it's nuts she it needs to be longer for sure um and she'll still she'll still be pretty good even though that's happening in my opinion so yep uh those are 
some cool changes. Uh, they're live. They've been live for a little bit now. So, yeah. uh, besides that, today we we got a nice nice announcement from Mr. Aaron Keller. I did not expect it. I saw it on my timeline, and I was like, "Oh my god, crossplay is happening!" Uh, that's right. Have you ever had a friend who plays Overwatch on PlayStation, but you play on PC and you haven't been able to play? Now you can finally play with each other. Not now, but later this month, you'll finally be able to play with each other. Um, and this is actually super relevant to me right now because my girlfriend just started playing on Switch, actually. Um, oh, there you so go. now we can actually play with each other soon. Um, this has just been... I'm glad they're finally doing this. Like I sent it to one of my friends who used to play on PlayStation with me. And he was like, wait, this already wasn't a thing. And I mean, I don't blame <laughs> it. Like every game has it. Every game already has crossplay. How does Overwatch not have it yet? And they finally do. Um, but yeah, anything. I mean, I don't, I didn't say any of the details. Got any juicy details of this, Joe? To add on? Yeah. Yeah, uh, just pulling out from, they did a, a developer update video, but you can just go online and read the article because it's basically the same thing. Um, and it doesn't have Jeff in it anymore, so <laughs> it'll just make you, it'll just make yeah. you sad. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the r rough details, um, um, that if you are a console player, you can, you can opt in or opt out of crossplay. Um, and I believe PC as well. It says PC cannot um, opt out, actually. I was I was oh, just okay. looking at just, that F just FAQ, kidding. but on your apparently okay. console players can opt out, PC cannot. Yeah, um, so if you opt into crossplay on console, um, you will only be matched with PC players if you're playing like in a group with PC players. Otherwise, they will um, try still keep console and PC players um, separate. Um, and it doesn't apply in competitive modes. Uh, competitive will still be exclusively PC, uh, exclusively console. Although um, uh, Xbox and PS4 and presumably Switch, I guess, uh, will all be mixed together. Um, uh, and I believe that may still be the case in competitive. Um, not 100% sure on that. Um, but yeah, and then as far as timeline goes, um, uh, in the video they say soon. Um, in that FAQ they say before the end of competitive season 28, uh, which is likely, likely going to end in early July. Um, so we could probably expect... Uh, the crossplay beta to go live uh, sort of late June, early July. Um, so if, if, a few weeks here yet. Yeah, uh, which is exciting. I'm excited to play with some friends who maybe like are intimidated to get into the game and you know want to play with someone, um, but they only have console. I mean, so many of my friends from high school like no one has a gaming PC. Everyone has PlayStations. Everyone has Switches. All that stuff. So. That's definitely exciting. Will definitely help the the player base grow, um, no doubt. And that's the goal, certainly going into Overwatch too. Yep. So yeah, it, it makes good sense. And you, you know, obviously, this was presumably the uh, uh, big feature they've been talking about for yep. a while. So yeah, cool, cool stuff. Yeah, and it's definitely a big feature. Um, and they said, I think cross progression is something they're still working on. So if you, oh, yeah. if you're like, there are tons of people who are like, give me cross progression. Um, apparently it's coming, but not soon, not with this. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it when it comes out later this month. Um, but yeah, we get it. We got another Overwatch League skin, Jun Zhao skin. It's a Widowmaker skin and it's pretty dang good. Um, 200 tokens and. At this point, it feels very easy if you're just watching 
if you're just watching all the games at this point, which I'm just doing anyways, I'm like, oh, I have like 900 tokens. Like, hell yeah, I can easily buy this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll just get it whether I like the skin or not. I do think this is a cool skin, though. Very unique Widowmaker skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I already bought it. Um, not here earlier. I like it way much more than the than the May yeah, one they the put May out. Was, the um, May one was definitely more, I just wasn't... more controversial for people. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan of that one. But um, as a result, I had a bunch of extra tokens because I didn't spend them <laughs> last month. So, um, yeah, yeah, went ahead and bought that. It's the the Angel of Death, um, and it's I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it. You just have to. You definitely just have to look <laughs> open up. <laughs> open up the game and look at it um it's funny the um you know the preview like when you're looking at the hero gallery or whatever um um her ponytail was just like constantly clipping through the through the <laughs> weapon um it, and maybe 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 it does it with all the skins i don't know and i just i don't i just don't play enough widow to yeah. notice but i thought that was funny um but yeah super nice skin um and uh, again i think keeping this tradition of um you know the monthly skins for the monthly tournaments i think that's that's a really uh, good way to do it yeah i think it's super cool especially just any way to get more people to watch owl um and if there are skins like this every month people are gonna be like yeah i need tokens to buy these things i don't want to miss out um so yeah very nice uh let's move into our tournament predictions for the june joust I'm very sad because while I had a really good week last week, I completely forgot to pick my knockouts, who I thought was going to make the knockout. So I got zero points off that. So, but it's okay because I only got two. Because <laughs> uh, Shanghai, I think, was the one pick that I had right. Nice. Um, that makes yeah. me feel better. <laughs> um, but still have some ground to catch up here. Ground to catch up on here. Um, with this bracket hopefully i can do it but it sounds like me and joe have a pretty similar bracket so uh not excited about that um but yeah <laughs> let's go game by game atlanta nyxl i told you before this i think nyxl is gonna get 3-0 twice in a row so um yeah i'll just straight up say i have atlanta winning this 3-0 what do you what do you got atlanta nyxl joe do you think nyxl puts up more of a fight than i do uh, I, I do. I have given them uh, one map uh, in in both of their first two Ooh. losses. Um, um, it, it, in fact, I don't think I have any three O's uh, in this tournament. But uh, it, I, I definitely, if it, if it was going to happen, it would happen there. Um, but um, uh, it, it, yeah, definitely Atlanta's taking the first round. Um, and then, like I said, I think I think New York is the first out. All right, pretty easy. Um... Dallas Shanghai though this one's a very interesting one. It's very interesting they face each other in the first round here because I do think most people would think they're the two best teams here once again. Um, so we get to see a rematch of that May Melee final. And Dallas had Dallas won both right. Yeah, Dallas won twice against Shanghai in that um, May Melee tournament. So Shanghai is that sounds right. Yeah, yeah Shanghai is yet to um, really be able to beat this team yet. Uh, do you think, Joe, that this is going to be the time it happens? Um, yeah, it's um, uh, for for this first round at least, uh, I am I am uh, going in and picking for Shanghai. Um, I, I've got a five map series on my pickums. Um, 
uh, all the way to three two, but um, but keeping it with Shanghai here, I think. Yeah, I um, definitely agree. It sounds like probably you do too. Uh, that, that these uh, I think are the the best teams in the tournament, um, and so yeah, meeting meeting them meeting each other the very first thing is is definitely rough, um, for that reason. But um, yeah, leaning in, leaning into the uh, Dallas pick here, um, and again, just like we were just like I kept saying over and over last month uh, when we were doing these picks. Um, that it's just super hard once you get to these these tournament stages, uh, just because of how how intense everything's going to be. But um, the be, be, yeah, picking um, picking Shanghai here. Okay, I, I'm going to pick Dallas um, in this one actually. So we got an opposite pick right away. Uh, I'm going to take Dallas again to beat Shanghai for the third time this this year, um, and a close one as well. So I think that one should be fairly interesting i think it really could go either way and while these two teams are the best two teams i i think atlanta could surprise us this weekend that could be a big surprise um it turns out they're the best team i don't have them being the best team unfortunately um which i guess spoils my next round but it's fine (laughs) um it happens yeah uh and then uh first elimination game will for me, be New York, Shanghai, and for you, be Dallas, New York. I'm guessing we both have New York losing that one, right? Yeah, and the, yeah, nothing, nothing on New, nothing on New York necessarily. Um, uh, obviously, it was um, it, it would have been super easy uh, for them not to have made this tournament at all. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely not convinced that. Um, uh, given the choice out of all the teams available, uh, I'm not convinced that this is the this is the one we ought to throw our lots in with. Yeah, if New York wins one game, to say the least. If New York wins one game, I will be so hyped. I'll be like, yes, we we actually have some more competition here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have New York losing to Shanghai. Um, we have different winners finals matchups. Uh, mine is Atlanta Dallas. Yours is Atlanta Shanghai. Um, and I have Atlanta getting three out actually against Dallas in my bracket. I, I told Joe this before the, the game, but I really do think Atlanta might struggle a little bit this tournament because they haven't really been in a situation like this before. And it's just, it's hard, even though they have a really good team in this meta, um, I think it's just going to be hard for them to live up to those expectations, especially when they have to face teams like the Shanghai Dragons and Dallas Fuel. So I got Atlanta going to the lower bracket in this one against Dallas. How about you, Joe? What do you have them doing in their matchup against Shanghai? Yeah, I think it's definitely fair. I certainly hope that's not uh, what ends up happening for their sake. Um, If they um, end up losing, which I think is definitely possible, um, um, I hope it's just because they're outplayed um, rather than anything else. But... um, um, yeah, in fact, in this this winners round two uh, match that I've got um, is Atlanta versus Shanghai, but I, I am um, going with Shanghai here. Um, uh, but again, hopefully it's hopefully it's because Shanghai is um, the better team, not necessarily that Atlanta is the worse. <laughs> if that makes any <laughs> yes, sense. Yes, it does. Um, and then we got our losers finals of sorts, our second elimination round, um, which for me is Shanghai Atlanta. For you is Dallas Atlanta. So now we get to pick the opposite matchups, I guess. 
Um, but I, my, like you, I also have Shanghai beating Atlanta and heading back to the grand finals to face the Fuel. Um, how about you, Joe? Dallas, Atlanta. Um, yeah, and we, we end up in the same place uh, with, with Dallas, Atlanta, uh, that Dallas wins that series. Um, I have it another 3-2, um, really nice and close, which actually means, um, the, again, at least in the bracket that I've picked, Dallas is going to play three series um, that, that go all the way to the full distance, um, which would be uh, very exhausting if that ended up <laughs> happening. But, um, but but yeah, to give, give the edge to Dallas here, I think um, by this time, um, uh, if they aren't already playoffs, Dallas certainly will have um, activated themselves um, and and find what they need to find what they need to make that happen. Oh yeah, um, and then we get the we get a rematch for the grand finals. Both of us do Dallas Shanghai again. I don't know about you, Joe, but that, I have this one going to the distance. I have seven maps. But I have Shanghai Absolutely. beating Dallas this time. How about you? And that is exactly <laughs> what I've recorded over there. No! <laughs> we, we, we have been doing this show too long. Um, it's going to be 4-3 Shanghai. Um, um, at, least, at, least in, um, at least in my predictions here. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be super close. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, it's going to be a, a really great series of Overwatch. Um once we get there, um, uh, but but yeah, maybe maybe the the dice falls the other way this time. Yeah, I I really do think this. Who knows what what happens? I do think Shanghai has a good chance this time, but I, I do think Atlanta has a good chance to honestly be the best team here. So I think it could be those three teams. I really hope NYXL puts up a good fight too. Um, but yeah. We both have Shanghai winning this time around. I just really want it to be someone different from the Fuel this time. Um, I like different champions all the time. If it's Fuel again, I'll just it'll be a little boring, I think. But I definitely could see them winning it again. I mean, Fearless is just nuts. Their whole team is great. So, but yeah, there are predictions. Any anything else to say before we sign off here, Joe? Uh, I'll remind you to go buy your Widow skin, but. Uh... Uh, yeah, another great tournament cycle. I think um, we've set ourselves up really nicely again for um, a really exciting week, and that's um, that's a good place to be. Yeah, definitely go get your skin. You got you got a good amount of time too. If you still need to earn those tokens, you can watch this weekend and get some tokens. Hopefully, be, get enough to get that skin. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow my personal Twitter at jwgeorgeiv. And Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Inc. We have a show Twitter at On The Flank Show. If you want to see some sweet graphics there, Joe posts. Uh, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, we're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you for listening and enjoy the June Joust Tournament.